Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We are here for Formula One time before we dive into a month of nothingness, before we wait for the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. A long time. Feels like the summer break is hitting after only three rounds. But hey, let's focus on Australia. We had an entertaining free practice. I have a cold. Tommy, what do you have to share about life? Uh, I have to share that um, we all definitely got up for this one uh, bright and early. And, yeah. um, you know, mm. oh, so tired. Oh, mm. goodness me. Um, <laughs> it sounds like, well, to be fair, the, the F1 took it personally from Dominicali's uh, rant about no one likes practice, it's rubbish. And uh, all the drivers started spinning off. There was a little sprinkling of rain, bit of chaos. Dare, dare I say that this could be more entertaining than the actual race. I feel like maybe even Stefano, you know, yeah, I think maybe all the teams and drivers were like, we really need these practice sessions. Just go and bin yeah. it a few times. Although they said they didn't crash the care. Car. The drivers said they didn't care, which is weird. Very coincidental. Anyway, mm. before we dive into all of that, uh, I need to share with you a wonderful five-star review because we do it every single time. And if you want yours to be read out, leave us a five-star review. Tell us why. Be creative. And you may well be featured next time. This one comes in from SAC99 from Canada. Hi, I'm Lucas from Toronto, Canada. Thank you. What a lovely intro. You guys are amazing. I have never listened to a podcast any better than yours. You've definitely only listened to one podcast then. I just want you to know that I will always be your biggest fan and supporter. Thank you again for making the best podcast ever. And I know you guys will keep doing great in the future. Oh, no, thank you. So thank nice. you, Lucas. Lots of love. Hope, um, hope all is well over in Toronto. Right. Let's dive into the craziness of what happened in Free Practice 1 in particular. So there was a bizarre incident that happened in Free Practice 1 for the Australian Grand Prix where there was a GPS failure, which meant that engineers on the pit wall couldn't see where other cars were on track to tell their drivers. And I think if there was ever uh, a piece of evidence we needed to show that GPS and the communication between engineers and the drivers is one of the most crucial things, especially in free practice and qualifying. This is it right here because it was carnage. There was loads of sketchy moments. They had you had Hamilton nearly crashing into Sonoda. Joe got caught up between I think it was Perez and Stroll in the last couple of corners. It was just traffic paradise, as Yuki would say. He did. Uh, yeah, it was a crazy incident to happen my first thought saying it was thank goodness that wasn't saudi because we'd had these um we'd had these conversations about how you have very slow cars uh, it's something i really don't like said it so many times just the nature of formula one now cars like to drive very slowly when they're not doing their push laps and when you have a gps failure yeah, no one could tell what was going on and 
thankfully, Australia, uh, the Albert Park circuit is a bit more open, so people could see ahead. Still sketchy, though, when you're flying into a corner at 150 miles an hour and people are dawdling around. And there was an incident with Stroll, actually, where he came up and there's about six cars all, all together all trying to overtake each other and stuff. And uh, you're right. This just shows how much they rely on the technology and so much information. It made me think, how on earth did they do it back in the day uh, without without this? Because, yeah, the, the, they have constant communication in in their ears. They've seen, we've had clips online, haven't we, before, where if you've actually ever listened to one of these clips, uh, when a car is on the slow lap, it's actually quite fascinating because the engineer is just there constantly going, 4.2 behind, three behind. And then it's like telling you all the time. But yeah, engineers didn't have a clue. So it was carnage. I suppose in the olden days, there was an expectation that nobody knew where anyone was. So the drivers always had that in their mind that anytime they'll be coming up to a driver or whatever, they just have to be aware at all times. Whereas in modern day Formula One, all the drivers expect the other drivers to know what they're up to, you know, and, and that whole communication process of Hamilton's on a fast lap, watch out, et cetera, et cetera. There is that assumption, isn't there? So mm-hmm. that in itself, with the failure happening, made it an even more dangerous situation because the drivers assumed that everyone else knew what was going on when they didn't. Yeah, and the nature of the Pirellis being a tyre where you can kind of really, realistically only have one push lap, whereas... I guess back in the day, they just did laps and laps and laps uh, until they kind of set a good one. Whereas now it's drive around at 20 miles an hour, absolutely go for it, and then drive around at 20 miles an hour again. But yeah, it was so so dangerous that they called out the red flag for, for 10 minutes while they, they sorted it. And it did get sorted, thankfully. Yeah, I, I don't know how long they, they took to eventually red flag it. But of course, we did have a few incidents that maybe highlighted the, the issues that, that went on. But a 10 minute, uh, it sounds very much like a control alt delete, yeah, restart off program, yeah. off and on kind of vibe. <laughs> uh, and then although that was sorted, we still had some traffic problems in FP2, which we'll get onto uh, shortly. But before we dive to that, that wasn't the only chaos that went on uh, in free practice one. Red Bull having a few offs for Stappen. Championship back on. Yeah, okay. Turn four spin, clearly feeling the pressure of having other teams one and a half seconds slower in race trim per lap. (laughs) Um, But Verstappen, yeah, made that uh, that rare mistake at turn four with a spin, just getting on the curbs. You could see he ran a little bit wide. His tyres were were pretty degraded at that point, I think. And yeah, got on the exit curb and, and and had a little spin. But every time Verstappen makes some kind of error, never never hits the wall, that man. He, he always keeps it in the middle of the track. So fair play to him. Mm. Um, he also it's, struggled, it's, didn't he, with gear shift and braking issues? It did. It also feels like we're getting to this. Uh, I feel like Sebastian Vettel in his dominance was very similar where, and I, I guess you could argue this is finding the limits and knowing where the limits are. But every time Verstappen spins, it's a, it's a practice session, isn't it? A bit like a mistake. So, um, yeah, he. It, there's a lot to be said about circuits that don't have miles and miles of runoff and uh, the walls are close. But uh, hopefully this kind of continues into into qualifying and race and we see some incidents and they're not all just pushing too hard and realizing now that, that, that finding the limits but yeah a lot of a lot of people going off but yeah Verstappen reporting things but that is pretty standard even when even when the car 
isn't breaking down. I know he had a breakdown um, in the last race while qualifying. Quali, yeah. But uh, you, Verstappen is one of those drivers, even when he's 50 seconds up the road, he's like, oh, my engine's cutting out. Oh, this is this is happening. And I guess he's just keeping on top of it and it's keeping them alert, kind of like what Hamilton used to do with the whole, my tyres are dead. Um, just keeping them entertained. Absolutely. And of course, you know, gear shift issues, braking issues, whatever, still went quickest by half a second in free practice one. So um, yeah, there you go. Not, uh, as much as you might have No, little Fernando. Hey? No, Hamilton. No, it was Hamilton. That was Fernando was the FP2. I definitely watched free practice. Um <laughs> Yes, so he. Uh, we, there were still a few other moments that happened. Uh, Perez had a few offs as well, and you mentioned like Red the Australian the GP track. As much as it's not the most highly rated circuit in terms of racing, overtaking, the ability to overtake just purely because of how narrow it is at certain points. But I do enjoy the fact that mistakes get punished for for once because it, modern day Formula One circuits, there's always runoff so much runoff that you can just go to narnia and come back on the track you can even cut the corner whatever australia punishes mistakes at almost every single turn and that's what that's what i like to see because it then gives us entertaining free practice sessions maybe we should do free practice every single time at australia and you know we'll or get entertainment get rid of practice and they go straight into the race with no practice maybe and, the then, Verstappen will spin and then Verstappen the race, spins Tommy. at turn Ooh. four and then Perez is off six times and <laughs> yeah you never know it's going to be an ongoing discussion isn't it getting rid of practice uh, sure Stefano has really opened up a can of worms <laughs> um, but yes uh, as I mentioned Verstappen still topped FP1 by half a second from Lewis Hamilton Perez uh, third on the mediums um, but the biggest spin of all was Yuki Tsunoda, the GOAT. Massive moment into turn one, slid along the gravel, but interestingly again, kept it out of the wall. We've not had one driver in the wall yet, have we? This whole whole season, no one's been in the wall. No. No, we haven't. So not in testing. Not even Saudi. Yeah, which I'm very surprised about. Yeah, they're all being very well behaved, but Tsunoda, massive moment. We've seen it before where turn one is actually quite a tricky turn that a lot of people run wide at uh skip over the gravel do a bit of lawn mowing but yeah yuki actually spun the whole car around and went backwards uh but unlike was it france a couple of years ago when he uh spun backwards and smashed his rear wing off and broke his gearbox uh managed to i think uh well i love the guy it was more luck than <laughs> judgment uh kept it out the wall uh, and yeah, was was able to to carry on, but very sketchy and probably a change of overalls after that one. For both you and uh, Yuki, because obviously <laughs> you're a big fan. Um, signs ran wide. Magnussen also ran wide. Um, yeah, no runoff. Definitely uh, punishing the drivers. And then finally, right at the end, there was a, a red flag for for Logan Sargent with a car failure. Unfortunate for him. So yeah, the the dream. Not very alive after FP1, because Verstappen again clear by, well, just over four tenths of a second uh, to Hamilton. Uh, Alonso still looking reasonably fast in the Aston Martin in P4 as well. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by Tennis Channel Plus. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May the 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Right, listen up, everybody. We are doing a live podcast show on the 6th of April in London, Leicester Square. Myself and Tommy are going to be waffling in your eyes and ears. Yes, so sign up in the description and we'll maybe see you there on the 6th of April. Yeah! Waffling in your eyes. <laughs> Keep it. That's brilliant. It makes sense. (laughs) So now we go to FP2, and despite the GPS supposedly being sorted, uh, there was more sketchy traffic issues. I mean, with the fact it's a much quicker circuit now with the revised layout that they've done. It's a one minute 18 around here. I remember it used to be like one minute 24s, 25s, 26. So a quicker lap means the drivers come round quicker. And then we have uh, traffic issues. Uh, Perez was blocked twice uh, on fast laps. uh, So he was not very happy at all with that. Um, Which again, like watching them, it just looks like the drivers weren't told that he was coming up behind them. So I wonder yeah. whether these these GPS issues were actually fully fixed. It does make you wonder. Uh, there was no reports of the problems persisting, but maybe it's just the nature of the circuit that, yeah, it's a, it's a shorter lap, very high speed. You're kind of flying through very quick turns into heavy braking zones and people are uh, dawdling around like they do. Like they do. Uh, Verstappen was also a dawdler, uh, mm. as it's the only time you're ever going to see a Ferrari overtaking <laughs> a, a Red Bull this year, as uh, Sainz dive-bombed up the inside of Verstappen, and Verstappen had no idea that the Ferrari was on the lap. So again, sort of qu- questions around whether it's actually fully been sorted or or whatnot. Maybe they didn't want to highlight again that it was broken and they just wanted to get the session. Who knows? This is all hypothetical. Uh, and then Lance Stroll in the wet just decided to almost bin it a thousand times by the looks of things, which was um, impressive car control that he didn't manage to bin it and kept it out of the wall. Yeah, I'm surprised anyone actually bothered to go out because I was, I was, I'd, I've never been more disappointed as a uh, finding out that it was raining in FP2 and then I checked the weather for yeah, the rest dry. of the Yeah, it's dry. So 
not not great um so it did does make you wonder why uh people went out but not normally they just sit in the pit lane I was I was quite well behaved as well because I was going to put in one of my uh, in, I think my my crazy prediction that it would rain at some point during the weekend but I'd already looked at the weather forecast and I knew it was going to rain on Friday so I didn't do it because um I felt like you would have seen through it and I would have been told off and been given minus you went 5 for points an equally uh hey, safe prediction look, I think we need to clarify that my crazy prediction around all the drivers lining up in the grid box correctly was made before the announcement of the 20 centimetre wider pit boxes for this weekend following the issues uh, for Ocon and Alonso in the last two races. Although Fernando Alonso still sceptical of whether it will improve visibility. So mm, the, the championship's still on believe, for you, Tommy. I don't believe you. I think you've been you ringing think I've up been chatting to yeah, the Australian Devana GP. or FIA or whatever. And Yeah, you've been on the phone going, look, I got zero points last time. I really need the points here. Just, just you know, cheeky twenty centimeter bigger, bigger boxes. You are, all you are really overestimating the level of my <laughs> contact list on my phone. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. I've seen you quoted by Sky in a graphic. Big shot now. <laughs> yeah, still the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um, and finally, I guess let's end it on some good news. Fernando Alonso fastest with an eighteen eight. Although he was one of the only drivers to go and set a, a fully dry lap time by the looks of things. But that was within a tenth. Yeah, of if Verstappen. you look at that time. Uh, but then again, it is later in the day, so maybe maybe it, uh, the track was a bit quicker uh, at that point. But let's let's keep the hype up. Alonso for pole, as I predicted, it could very well happen if Verstappen doesn't participate. Hmm. Yes. Uh, God, please, please. We we need a bit of oh, just a mixed up grid. I think that would be no, really we got good. Got that in Saudi, Tommy. How much more do you want? I know, but. Again, if not, if the Red Bulls can be further down because the overtaking will be tricky around this track, maybe not in the Red Bull with their ultra mega DRS that everyone's talking about. That they've not got any kind of trick system. It's just that they've got the uh, really nice setup and it works really well. But um, yeah, this is the kind of track where if you do get people out of order the difficulty in overtaking would actually be quite fun because you'd it it wouldn't be as easy to breeze through the field. So uh, fingers crossed we get a good good old quali mix-up and the weather forecast is wrong and it does absolutely pee it down with rain and leggy Sarge is P1. And, the, and they introduce my thoughts of having uh, a one-shot quali in Q3. Look, the yeah. more and more I think about it, the more I'm in love with it. I genuinely think that would... Let's just. I just want to just talk about it quickly because I, I've just been sitting here thinking about it for the last thirty seconds, and I think it would absolutely improve the spectacle of that final shootout. Do you not think? I like what I've always liked it. I mean, they did it in the mid two thousands. It kind of had mixed reviews, but then but you the do actually format. Yeah, of... you do get to see. Yeah, you not the whole session, but you you have that excitement of. Q1 and Q2 where they're all out on track but then in that final part you get to see everyone go out yeah uh, and you get to see it all individually because then one I think it would I, I think it would actually make the excitement further because say in Saudi for example we thought oh there's actually a battle for pole here and then Perez went out did his time and he was so much quicker than everyone else who went, oh, actually, no, there's not a fight for pole. Whereas if they go out at the end, it is literally the last minute until you know, 
And there'll always be that point down to the last second where you go, well, Verstappen could run wide and lose three yeah. tenths or whatever. So, yeah, I'd like I'd like to see that. And I also, it eradicates the the advantage that teams have that are quicker that have been saving tires over Q1 and Q2, and then they can get an extra run in Q3 because they've they've banked a set of tires. You have Q1 and Q2, absolute free-for-all, as many soft tires as allocated. All the teams get a, a, a fair chance to make it through to Q3. Then you have one lap on the fresh softs. I'm in love with it, Tommy. I'm not going to lie to you. If you're, if you're listening and uh, you are also on board with this, I might have to start a petition. Yes. Let's, let's get it going. Stefano, hit us up. You can have your you can have your cancelled practice if you implement this. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, that is it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in uh, to our Friday roundup, talking about the tech issue uh, that saw the GPS fail uh, and all that good stuff. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow. We will be watching Quali and the race. Excuse me, I've got a bit of a cold, so I've got a bit of a frog in my throat. But we'll be live on Twitch at 5.30 in the morning UK time. So come and join us if you want to wake up as well. And we'll see you very soon. And I'll say goodbye before I'm about to sneeze. Oh, wait, Tommy, what are your final thoughts? <laughs> My final thoughts? Oh, no, don't tell me you're going to do the thing where That's you fine. don't sneeze. That's the most annoying I'm thing ever. I'm not sneezing. <laughs> um, <laughs> my final thoughts are, I saw... Um, a TikTok last night, and Michael Massey is in the uh, is Back in, the, in the building. Yeah, I, he's I, got some minerals, doesn't he? He has it? got some minerals. I'm glad you thought the same because uh, it was actually a TikTok of some guy who was a Lewis Hamilton fan, and he got a photo with him, uh, and he was he kind of got a photo, and then was like, hey, "Michael, uh, I just want to know why," and obviously he kind of ignored him and like walked off. But I don't know. There's there's a lot of passion and uh, bad blood still towards that guy. And uh, I think he's very brave to be uh, walking around the fan zone unattended when uh, it's still very heated situation. And um, yeah, brave, brave man. Cause, cause you, you, you just never know. It can take one fan that just takes it too far for it to get a bit ugly. So I was yeah. uh, surprised to see him just wandering around Albert park in the fan zone. Yeah, I was incredibly uh, shocked as well, to be honest with you. Um, and um, as you can imagine, Twitter took it very, very lightly uh, uh, when the pictures <laughs> of him arriving uh, were shared around. But that is it. Thank you, everybody, for, for watching and listening. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow for Quali live on Twitch. Matt P1 Tommy, 5.30 in the morning. If not, we'll have a YouTube video going out a little bit later uh, to round it all up. So we'll see you very soon. Bye! Bye! P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.